Understand it if you can We all hold her in our hands The buffalo, buffalo Throughout our series celebrating the 50th anniversary of the creation of a national park in the Arkansas Ozarks called the Buffalo National River, we've talked about what Mother Nature and the BNR staff and volunteers have put into place for the convenience of visitors like us. Let's talk a bit now about what we might owe the river and its parks. No, no, admission is free, but what we owe is some taking care. Ranger interpreter Lauren May. The interpretation division of the National Park Service, and specifically here at Buffalo National River, our purpose is to help people maximize their experience at the Buffalo by learning about what makes this place so special. So whether that is doing a guided tour of a historic structure like the Boxley Grist Mill or the Rush um, historic mining district, or maybe that means leading a guided hike or a guided paddling trip and pointing out native species to people that maybe they, they've never learned about before. That is how our interpretation division can help build stewardship among visitors who are generally just here for recreation, just to have fun in the outdoors with their friends and family. If we can go that one step further and help them learn why this place is protected and why we need their help to continue preserving and protecting it, that's going to build up the next generation of park stewards. It turns out that Buffalo National River is one of a handful of national parks holding an important distinction within the system. In June of 2020, Buffalo National River was designated as one of only 12 Leave No Trace Gold Standard sites in the United States. And we're really proud of that designation, but just because the designation happened doesn't mean we have to stop all of our Leave No Trace efforts in the park. What we're asking visitors to do when they come to the Buffalo is to practice Leave No Trace. And what that means is minimizing to the best of our ability the impacts that we leave behind on our public lands because you know we're having 1.5 million or more people coming to this park every single year and if that number continues to rise and more people learn about the park and it becomes more popular if we're not practicing leave no trace the impacts that we leave behind are going to increase with our visitation the leave-no-trace idea is broken down into seven principles. Number one is to plan ahead and prepare. That is absolutely the most important thing that you can do before you arrive at the park is have a basic idea of what you're going to do, what types of gear and equipment and knowledge you need to have in order to do that activity safely. The second principle of Leave No Trace is to travel and camp on durable surfaces. This means use the existing roads, the existing trails, and the existing campsites. Those are durable, resistant surfaces that have been built for the purpose of withstanding impact. And so if we're veering off of those surfaces, we're creating unnecessary impacts and probably affecting plant communities. We're impacting wildlife habitat, wildlife behavior. And so anytime we can, 
we need to stick to those established trails, roads, and other services. Principle number three might require some special pre-planning. It says simply, if you bring it in, pack it out. You may be somewhere that has disposal facilities for all kinds of waste. Fine, use them. If not, the pooper-scooper rule applies to yourself as well as to your dog. The fourth principle is really just the opposite idea. Leave what you find. We have all sorts of archaeological and just culturally significant artifacts and remnants that you may come across when you're exploring the Buffalo River. And to preserve the story behind those artifacts, we ask visitors to leave them in place. Do not disturb them. You can absolutely take a photograph. Um, you can kneel down and get right up close to whatever you find and just take it all in. That, that sense of discovery is incredible. And that's a big part of the experience of coming to the Buffalo. But please, please, please leave those things in their place um, so that that sense of discovery is possible for the next person that comes in behind you. Number five is one possibly the most of us might think about first on our own. Be careful about making fires. Even in designated sites, fires are dangerous if they're not well-managed and not put thoroughly out. An ember left behind can suddenly turn deadly to forest, to animals, and to people. Maybe if you're just gathered up to visit or make music or tell those tall tales, you really don't need a fire at all. The next one, number six, ought to be a no-brainer. Wildlife is wild. Give them space. That's a cute squirrel. Don't try to feed it. That elk is magnificent. Keep your distance. Stay in or near your properly parked car to get that snapshot. It might be a good idea well before the unlikelihood that you spot a black bear to have asked a ranger what to do. The final principle is the old-fashioned golden rule. Principle seven of Leave No Trace is to be considerate of other visitors. We just have to remember when we're out on the buffalo that people come to this park for a lot of different reasons. They're here for different experiences. And so what we can do each time we visit is to consider how our behaviors might affect the experience of somebody else who's just downriver or just up the trail or in a neighboring campsite. As ranger interpreter Kevin Middleton says, the rules are there for a reason. We don't like to constantly talk about some of them, but you have to just to keep people safe. You know, going back to being on the trail, that's going to be the safest way. Um, you know, don't know what may be off trail, and if you're not experienced, uh, you may not want to want to be there. Uh, same thing on the river. You know, we can help you learn how to paddle down the river, take care of yourself on the river, wear your life jacket, that kind of thing. So that's another big part of, of what we do as, as rangers is to educate people so they will not have a greater impact as they visit the river and enjoy the resources of the river. On a larger scale, both in terms of the river's surrounding environment and the arena in which crucial decisions are made, government entities are called upon to be aware of anything that affects the entire watershed of the buffalo. After one recent controversy involving a permit for an industrial-scale livestock operation along a feeder creek, Ed Alexander, who is featured in another of our segments in this series, made this observation about the need for vigilance. I would hope that there would be 
at least moves to protect the watershed. It's a very narrow watershed. There are a lot of very small streams that contribute to the to the buffalo itself. So I think it takes a realization that my father once said, it's never over. It, it, you know, we've signed this wonderful bill and we've created this national river, but the fight will go on forever. The buffalo, buffalo, flowing through the shoals and bluffs of heaven, heaven knows she's ours to keep or just let go. Will our children's children want to go down the buffalo? Road?